0: MonarchMoney dot com slash podcast.
1: What did he just say? He's going to indict all of his political opponents.
0: He said, he told a rally that he would tell his attorney general to indict his political opponents. I mean, that's that's a that's yes.
1: a banana republic without the banana. I mean, it's a terrible thing. It's a terrible thing.
2: Now that's uh, more than a little ironic, I've got to say. <laughs> That was Manderson Pooper at uh, CNN giggling his way through an interview with uh, Nancy Pelosi and uh, claiming that President Trump said that he would use his inter- attorney general to indict, you know, his political opponents. And, and Nancy Pelosi says, well, that would be a banana republic without the banana. I guess she doesn't really follow the news. I don't know if you've noticed the Democrats indicting their political opponents which is the Banana Republic to which Nanny Pelosi is apparently referring. Isn't that amazing? And uh, Manderson just giggling, giggling up a storm like a little girl with Nanny Pelosi because it's all a a Democrat party circle fest. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. Pretty amazing stuff. I. Uh, that would be a banana republic without the banana. Why without the banana? It would just be a republic. Then is that uh, then? That's the way she sees it. Um, mm, 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 mm. And uh, Anderson Cooper. What a what a good party apparatchik he is. And he comes one of the wealthiest families in the country. One of the wealthiest families in the in the history of the country. Um, you know he can take the helicopter down to Biltmore House in North Carolina, and uh, party up a storm over weekends. And it's uh, it's different, different being, uh, you know, Manderson Pooper and all that. Yeah. So President Trump, uh, I want to let's listen. I want to stop and start that a little bit because I want to hear the way that uh, Manderson Pooper puts it to to Nancy Pelosi, so that she can, with not a a hint of irony. Say that that would be a banana republic, but without the banana,
0: which would, of course, just be a republic.
1: What did you just say? He was going to indict all of his political opponents.
0: He said he told a rally that he would tell his attorney general to indict his political opponents. I mean that. Yeah, that's
2: it. He told a rally that he would tell his attorney general to indict his political opponents. And you know, uh, President Trump, when he has rallies, it's half nightclub routine, and they still remember the whole thing about how they take him literally, but they don't take him seriously. And every time he's got an off-the-cuff quip, they're like, oh, no, it's the end of the Banana Republic or whatever. And uh, then you watch the video and you see that he's doing it as a joke and he's got a smirk and everybody laughs in the audience. And uh, President Trump.
0: But remember, it's a, it's a Democrat charging his opponent. Nobody's ever seen anything like it. That means that if I win and somebody wants to run against me, I call my attorney general and I say, listen, indict him. Well, he hasn't done anything wrong that we know. Of. I don't know. Indict him on income tax evasion. You'll figure it out.
2: See, so there he is doing shtick, doing shtick, and what he's doing is dramatizing the point that the Biden Justice Department and Biden prosecutors up and down the East Coast are indicting him on, uh, in uh, most cases, and these uh, spurious charges, these absurd charges. And there's President Trump making a quip, a joke, and to dramatize the fact that the Democrats are indicting him all over the place because he's their political enemy. Now let's go back to Manderson Pooper and start that over again, actually, because now we've heard what President Trump actually said, knowing that it's a classic Trump technique that he uses. And he said, hey, well, you know, this is what they're doing to me, so they're, again, Uh, like when Harry Reid said you only need 50 votes for federal judges. And then Mitch McConnell says, well, Harry Reid changed the rules. Now we only need 50 votes in the Senate for federal judges, and that includes Supreme Court justices. So we're going to go with your rules. And Nancy Pelosi doesn't have a House floor vote before proceeding with an impeachment inquiry. Uh, and that's fine for five weeks, but when Kevin McCarthy says, "Well, no, we're not going to hold a House vote before launching the impeachment inquiry," the media applies the double standard. And now here's President Trump doing what he so often does, uh, making a mockery uh, of the of the or mocking the um, the Democrats indicting him. Uh, and the corrupt Justice Department, he says, well, then when I become president, that's what I'll do. I'll just tell my attorney to my attorney general to indict whoever's running against me on what he hasn't done anything. He's doing uh, jokes. Right. Uh, it doesn't matter. Make some up tax problems, you know. So he says, and it's uh, clearly shtick. But by the time you get to CNN and Nancy Pelosi, it becomes this.
1: What did you just say? He was going to indict all of his political opponents.
0: He said, He told a rally that he would tell his attorney general to indict his political opponents. I mean, that's. That's a,
1: That's a banana republic yeah. without the banana. I mean, it's a terrible thing. It's a terrible
2: thing. It goes back to the fact that they hate being satirized. They hate being mocked, right? And I point this out frequently because it's so true and it's proven again and again and again. President Trump is mocking them. He's ridiculing them. Then, Manderson Pooper presents it as though he was pounding the table saying, I'm going to use my attorney general to indict my political enemies when that's not at all what happened. Nancy Pelosi, being completely out of touch with everything around her, said, well, that's a banana republic without the republic, which is a republic. And Manderson Pooper doesn't bother to point that out. Well, a banana republic without the banana is a republic, and we are a democratic republic, so that's, uh, that's the thing. Our news media, boy, oh boy, oh boy, that's just extraordinary stuff. All right, let's go to uh, number fourteen because Nanny Pelosi was uh, still talking to Manderson and Cooper, and of uh, CNN, and the Cooper family is wealth wealthy enough, but of course he's uh, Vanderbilt, his mother Gloria Vanderbilt, um, who got around. You know what I'm talking about? She got around, and um, it's got to be kind of kind of tough. He knows all about it, but it's okay. So asked um, asked about. Um, Kamala Harris, Nanny Pelosi, by Manderson Pooper. Uh, Whether Kamala Harris is the best choice because the Washington Post, they all follow each other. It's a centipede, and uh, the news media is. And David Ignatius, a stooge at the Washington Post, yesterday wrote a piece saying that Joe Biden, he's very sad and lamentful, that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris should not run for re-election in 2024 And uh, so now everybody's following David Ignatius. I I shared that with you yesterday before I saw anybody else share it, and it was widely shared yesterday afternoon and evening. The Washington Post piece saying Joe Biden and Kamala Harris shouldn't run for re-election. But uh, here, Manderson puts the question to Nanny Pelosi. Is she really the best, you know, for our party, the Democrat party? Is Is Vice Vice President President Kamala Harris
0: the best running mate for this president?
1: He thinks so, and that's what matters. And by the way, so? she's very politically astute. I don't think people give her enough credit. Uh, she, of course, values-based, consistent with the president's values and the rest. And uh, people don't understand. She's politically astute. Why would she be vice president if she were not?
2: That's a good question. <laughs> it's unfortunate that the uh, answer is racist and sexist because the Democrats are the party of racists and sexists and she was chosen because she checked boxes on the identity politics checklist and because she had that sexual affair with Willie Brown you know when she was uh, in California and that uh, really launched her career took off like a rocket ship so we've got we've got that going it's pretty it's pretty amazing stuff and she's got President Biden's values have opened borders and overrunning the country with millions and millions of illegal aliens and more than 100,000 deaths a year from uh, fatal drug overdoses and the fentanyl flows across. And the we got ISIS smuggling Uzbeks into the country through Mexico. Got Chinese nationals, got more people on the terror watch list nabbed at our southern border. You know, President Trump's last year in office, 2020, we captured three people on the terror watch list at the southern border. So far this year, it's more than 140. More than 140, more than 90 last year. How many are we not catching? Because, believe it or not, we don't catch them all. And uh, they've got the same values, which uh, reminded me of another story I saw today, which is quite amazing, and that is that uh, the drug problem has gotten so terrible in the United States of America that 13 states have joined together, 13 states have now joined together to uh, distribute Narcan. Narcan is the remedy for um, opioid overdoses, right? Communities across Appalachia band together for the first ever 13-state Narcan distribution event. And that's not a story that the news media is covering because... In a single year in the United States, more fatal drug overdoses than we had Americans killed in the Vietnam War, the Korean War, and all of the post-9-11 wars combined. That's the number of fatal drug overdoses. That's Iraq, Afghanistan, and beyond since September 11th, plus the Vietnam War, plus the Korean War. And we had more people die in a single year of fatal drug overdoses, in large part because of Democrat Party policies and open borders. And nobody's fighting this drug war. They're not going after the cartels in Mexico. We're not securing our border. There is no discussion about it at any level of government, well, at local, uh, because all the junkies sprawled out on sidewalks all across America, and now tent cities going up. Just, uh, just amazing stuff. Amazing. And then uh, Manderson wasn't dead with his deep and probing interview on Kamala maybe not being the best call for the party.
1: People shouldn't underestimate what Kamala Harris brings to the table.
0: Really? Do you think she is the the best running mate though? She's the
1: vice president of the United States. So people say to me, well, why isn't she doing this or that? I said, because she's the vice president. That's the job description.
2: To not do anything? You don't
1: do that much. Mm. You know, you, you know, you, you, you. you're a, a source of strength, inspiration, intellectual resource, and the best. <laughs> okay. and, you, and she, I think, she's represented our country very well at home and abroad.
2: She saved the funniest part for the last. There, that's that's the punchline. That's uh, save the punchline for the end there, and she did. That's pretty amazing stuff. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Yes, sir. Uh, Manderson, pooper, pooper, pooper. Uh, speaking of Democrats, that reminds me of pig kidneys. I don't know why it reminds me of pig kidneys, but it does. Pig kidney works for a record two months in donated body, raising hope for animal-human transplants. That's the Associated Press. Yes, that I know that makes everyone think of the Democrats. Out of New York, the Associated Press, dozens of doctors and nurses silently lined the hospital hallway in tribute. For a history-making two months, a pig's kidney worked normally inside the brain-dead man on the gurney rolling past them. I wonder what music was playing. I want to I know the music. What song would you choose for that event, uh, Michael? The dramatic experiment came to an end Wednesday as surgeons at NYU Langone Health removed the pig kidney and returned the donated body of Maurice Mo Miller to his family for cremation it marked the longest genetically modified pig kidney see has ever functioned inside a human albeit a deceased human and by pushing the boundaries of the research with the dead this is like frankenstein Part 12, the scientists learned critical lessons they're preparing to share with the Food and Drug Administration, naturally, who else would you call, in hopes of eventually treating pig kidneys, excuse me, testing pig kidneys in the living. Well, you just tested a pig kidney, pig kidney in the in the living. So you need a kidney transplant. You can get a, a pig. Um, and, you know, thing is that they, uh, they did this, uh, and they in, installed the pig kidney. And the uh, the man who was already uh, brain dead, um, essentially deceased, um, immediately started behaving like Bill Clinton. It was kind of weird. Had all these Bill Clinton characteristics. Started grabbing women walking by. It's a pig kidney. That's the uh, that's the thing. And uh, here we go with pig pig organs being transplanted into human beings, and we're going to make this work. You know why? The patriarchy. You're welcome. Hey, you know, President Biden's plan to introduce the digital dollar is already underway and it should not be. And it's very important to understand the potential consequences here because, notwithstanding the falsehoods they're telling us, this initiative is not in our best interest at all. And time is of the essence. So, getting smart now is a great idea. You can help protect your savings, your retirement, your family from the risks of Joe Biden's digital dollar scheme by diversifying with gold and silver IRAs. You get started by calling the experts and our friends here at the Chris Plant Show, the experts at American Alternative Assets. Give them a call today at 888-4-GOLD-20. That's 888-446-5320. Get all the guidance you need on safeguarding your retirement savings. Say no to Joe Biden's digital dollar. Call 888-4-GOLD-20. Individual results may vary. There is no guarantee that past performance will be indicative of future results. Seek your own legal tax investment and financial advice before opening an account. Bam, bam, da-dam, da-dam. A pig kidney. You know, that's just crazy. Maurice Miller, his family offered him up. It's an experiment that came to an end the longest genetically modified pig kidney ever to have functioned inside a human. He was deceased. That patriarchy does amazing stuff, don't they? Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Book by this July 31st for extra savings, visit ChrisPlantCruise.com.
0: Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook Games.
2: I literally just pinned up that uh, Soviet author Elena Gorakova's quote on the wall behind me here. that uh, now comes into play pretty much every day. Let's go to uh, let's go to the phones. Let's go to Mike calling from Gainesville, Virginia. Michael, you're on the Chris Plant show.
0: Hey, good morning, Chris Plant. Hey, Mike. You know, somewhere in video history, there's an interview with Joe Biden uh, where he's asked what's his secret sauce to make his agenda work, and he whispers back plausible deniability. <laughs> and I think it's been memory hold somewhere. I've been looking through the internet trying to find it this morning. I can't locate it. Uh, It'd be a good project for somebody to find where he says that's what makes his ideas function is this plausible deniability. But we've reached the point where now it's implausible deniability. What they're telling us is stuff that nobody believes is true, but it's like a cult where you just have to say you believe what they're telling you is true, even though you know it's not.
2: And that goes exactly to the Soviet quote that I just shared, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, that we're we're in the Soviet Union. We just don't recognize it yet. We've we've been Sovietized. Yep.
2: I've been using <laughs> the be. word Sovietized uh for uh yeah, for some time. Uh, you're exactly right, Michael. It it is uh we are Sovietizing the left, the Democrats are Sovietizing everything about this country. Um they're not liberals, they're the left. The Cold War isn't over. It just morphed and moved. And the left is here and they're they're coming for capitalism. They're coming for the kids. You know, all the Lenin quotes about getting a hold of your kids, sowing the seeds. And uh, always remember that Lenin also said, the goal of socialism is communism. Keep that in mind.
0: Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about...
2: Well, we were just talking to Mike about uh, Joe Biden and his plausible deniability. And and Joe Biden may have said that at one point and whispered it the way that Mike remembers it. Um, It may also be a reference to another moment um, that you were thinking of, Mike, having to do with Tony Bobulinski, CEO of one of the Biden family's many corporations that have no particular business or line of work. But they a lot of have a lot of LLCs and millions and millions of dollars roll into the Biden family name for doing nothing, and uh, CNN and the New York Times think that that's fine and there's nothing to see there. But uh, listen to this. Here is Tony Bobulinski um, being interviewed by Tucker Carlson and uh, talking about the money and all. How, you know, how do you think you're going to get away with all this? You think you're just going to be able to take in these millions of dollars and nobody's going to notice and nothing will come of it. And of course, it turns out that's exactly what's happening. But this was Tucker Carlson interviewing Biden company CEO, Tony Bobulinski, who then came out later as a whistleblower and has told the truth all over the place. And they still pretend there's no evidence of any wrongdoing. Here's uh, Tony B.
0: Thinking about the Biden family, like how are they doing this? I know Joe decided not to run in 2016, but what if he ran in the future? Aren't they taking political risk or headline risk? And I remember looking at Jim Biden and saying, How are you guys getting away with this? Like, or aren't you concerned? And he sort of he looked at me and he laughed a little bit and said, uh, Plausible deniability.
2: Plausible deniability. Plausible deniability. It's very, very Soviet stuff. That goes back uh, the term plausible deniability to the church committee investigating corruption at the CIA in the 1970s, a plot to assassinate Fidel Castro and how they're going to get away with it. And plausible deniability was built in. It was part of the structure. Isn't that isn't that amazing? Yes, it is. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. I am telling you. It never ends. Uh, also, X, you know, Elon Musk, X. It's not the best name, is it? Yeah, And because he's got this X, SpaceX, and he's got a, he likes X. He's got a lot of X thing. And you'd think that on X they would allow you to post videos of a Democrat running for the House of Delegates in Virginia. That's porn. It's 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 not softcore porn. It's hardcore porn. And uh, but. She set up the cameras. She was being paid for her, her uh, fully naked porn stuff. And, and now she's complaining that she's the victim in all of this. She made more porn videos that were online. They're doing it live online and telling Do people to s- me? send her money.
1: You have no idea how much money it takes to take
2: care of me. You have no idea how much money it takes to take care of me. Definitely a Democrat. No doubt about that. That's amazing stuff. And the videos have been shared, and people are sharing them on X, Elon Musk's X platform. And uh, it's kind of crazy because then X actually suppressed the, uh, the videos and stopped the sharing of the videos because they said it was revenge porn. Revenge porn, as every school child knows, <laughs> is when you make video of, uh, um, you know, uh, usually yourself having sex with uh, someone. Uh, and and then, uh, you know, it's like, hey, look at this, isn't this fun? And then you have a breakup or you have a falling out or something, and then one person takes the porn and posts it online. That's revenge porn. This is not revenge porn. When you are running a business where you're basically a prostitute online, uh, not in person, but, you know, it's a brave new world well, with the Internet and everything, and she's having sex with her husband and also with, she explained on one day, she she had sex with three different men in one day and that the third one was her husband. She said, don't tell my husband that he was the third one, right? Uh, like that because, you know, but the reality is that this is not revenge porn because she was driving the train the whole time. And at least that one day she was pulling the train. But that's that's another thing for, for another day. And now she's the victim in this story, right? And um, Senator Tom Cotton has come out And he says that Elon Musk is going after Elon Musk and and X for suppressing revenge porn against Democratic candidate. But the reality is, if they're suppressing it because... And I can actually see that if it's revenge porn and the the, uh, participants are not volunteering to put the video online, then then that could be defined as revenge porn. But this is by no definition, by no stretch, uh, is this revenge porn. But this Democrat woman... Susanna Gibson is running for the House of Delegates in Virginia, a very crucial seat in the House of Delegates that may determine whether the Democrats or the Republicans control the House of Delegates. And the Democrats need to destroy the world, you know, the country, and then the world. And so they have to take over at every level of government because that's their, that's their bag. Uh, and now the pornster lady... It's so, like, well, the m- mean people are using this against me. You posted it all online. You were live online. Who are you kidding? You Some of those words we can't use because of FCC regulations. Although we did play yesterday the Senator John Kennedy audio reading from the children's books, the Democrat children's books. And I got to tell you, pretty much nobody else has played... Um, the John Kennedy. We had to bleep one word because it had to be bleeped, but we played the rest. And not everyone in media was willing to do that. And I'll leave it at that. Um, because on account of all uh, right, let's go to uh, let's go to the Mitster. Let's go to mittens mittens Romney. Is uh, he announced yesterday that he's not going to run for re-election? He's a member of the United States Senate, of course. He's a former governor, former governor of the state of Utah, and uh, he was the big boss at the Olympics. He had uh, he was big boss the Olympic, and uh, did a fine job with them. And he's a very clean-cut person, and he has a nice family. Once he brought his dog on va- a family vacation, and then you know he had to lose the presidency because the media uh, made that into a big deal. That was pretty amazing stuff. But he, uh, the mitster, Mittens, he's decided uh, to go bye-bye from the Senate. And, um, and because he's now leaving, I guess he's free to speak uh, because you don't have to lie constantly when you announce that you're not going to stay in the United States Senate. Only if you are going to stay in the United States Senate, do you have to lie constantly. Mitt Romney bashes Donald Trump as he declines to run for re-election. Breitbart writes, Senator Mittens Romney, Republican Utah took a shot at former President Donald Trump and criticized him for his lack of leadership during his Wednesday announcement that he is not seeking re-election in 2024. Now, Mitt Romney criticized Trump for calling global warming a hoax. That's, that you can depend on mittens for that. You know, the 11th commandment, uh, never speak ill of another Republican. I was talking about this with the fine people uh, in Fairfax at our Republican gathering last night. Where there were lots of great Americans, in a video statement released, Romney also said, "Well, we've got that. Let's go to uh, Let's go to mittens from yesterday at his announcement uh, that he's not going to run for re-election, which um, I'm sure made a great many people in Utah very happy."
0: Oh, I think it would be a great thing if both President Biden and former President Trump were to stand aside and let their respective party pick someone in the next generation. Uh, President Trump, excuse me, President Biden, when he was running, said he was a transitional figure to the next generation. Well, time to transition. Uh, David Ignatius this morning made a strong argument uh, that we should see that kind of a change. I think both parties would be far better served if, uh, if they were going to be represented by uh, people uh, other than those of us from the baby boom generation.
2: Mittens from the baby boom generation. Is, is Joe Biden baby boom? No. Hell no. No, he's not. No. He's the—unless it's the baby boom after the Civil War. Is he talking about the baby boom after the Civil War? <laughs> because that's, a, that's another thing. Post-World War I, I suppose, for, for Joe Biden. Yeah, Senator Mitt Romney urges Biden and Trump to stand aside for 2024 and uh, allow a new generation pass the torch, John F. Kennedy, to a new generation. Uh, but that was, uh, that was Mittens yesterday. Um, I don't think either one of them is going to take his advice, but I do think that Joe Biden is going to have to cash out one of these days pretty soon because, you know, even the Washington Post had an apologetic, David Ignatius, David Ignatius, the Washington Post yesterday, no Joe Biden, no Kamala Harris. And he speaks for the Democrat party. He knows that he does. It's. It's all Team Democrat, you know. There is a... I do want to get to Jackie Heinrich from Fox News. You see that uh, Lawrence Jones at Fox News, I think everybody likes Lawrence Jones, is going to become the fourth anchor on Fox and Friends Monday through Friday, which might suggest that a phasing out of one of the others may be in the works. And, um, you know, is it Ducey? No? Is it Kilmeade? You think so? Huh? Interesting. That's interesting. He seems too busy, a little stressed out, um, Kilmeade. He's not the light-hearted uh, funster that he used to be. A lot of scowling and uh, looking down, looking kind of like a psycho killer. You know, that happens, uh, happens a lot. He's also doing a three-hour radio show. It's not for everybody. Not everybody has the kind of stamina that I bring to the dance. Stamina brought to the dance? But before we, uh, but it is interesting, and I like every. I think everybody likes Lawrence Jones. He's he's great. He's a natural, um, and uh, you know he's great. He's uh, well, How would Joe Biden describe him? Do you think? <laughs> um, let's go because I found this crazy story today. A friend of mine in Florida flagged this for me. My friend uh, Tom in Florida. A Girl Scout troop frantically rushed out of a lake after a 14-foot alligator entered the water and swam right at them. And this is pretty crazy. Video captured the chaotic moments as an alligator swam directly toward the group of Girl Scouts. They're Girl Scouts. Democrats don't know Girl Scouts from Boy Scouts. They can't tell. The troop leader told the insider... She put herself between the gator, 14-foot alligator. They're dinosaurs. They're roaming free in the United States of America in the 21st century. The scout leader said she put herself between the gator and the girls to protect them. Some of the girls actually jumped into the water when the panic started, unaware there was an alligator, thinking, hey, I'll get away from the danger. People are screaming, I'll jump into the water. And that's a pretty crazy story. A Girl Scout troop in Texas on a leisurely camping trip over the weekend, found themselves frantically scrambling out of a lake after a 14 foot alligator decided to slide into the water and join them. You know how they are. The scary encounter, captioned out in video and obtained by a local outlet, KPRC2, took place on Saturday in Lake Raven, Lake Raven, in Huntsville State Park, north of Houston. Troop leader Nicole Glenn told Insider she was uh, taking a photo of her daughter and another girl who were in the water when it all started. Other girls in the troop were on a dock uh, out, of, out of the water, a short way uh, off of the shore. She said, while I was taking the picture, I noticed a log in the water, which wasn't a log. That's not a log, Glenn quickly realized the log was actually a 14-foot alligator, not too far away from where the girls were swimming. The 53-year-old mom and scoutmaster dropped her phone, jumped down a set of concrete steps, and landed on the bank, immediately told the girls to get out of the water. Get out! Get out! Girls in the water, get out! She uh, knew the girls on the dock would uh, not be able to to hear her, So, although they may be uh, uh, safe since they were out of the water and on the dock. Uh, and then other people on the shore began shouting, alligator, alligator, and scrambling away. And uh, there's the video, and that's a gigantic alligator, and it's completely crazy. Uh, and the scoutmaster uh, said that that uh, she jumped into the water and got between the big alligator that was coming right toward him and uh, and the girls, right? And uh, said she said, you know, I always said I'd do anything to protect these girls, now I know that claim is true, isn't that amazing? Pretty amazing story. Uh, let's take a break here. We've got still got a bit of audio to get to, but that story was too good. And you know the great uh, the scout scout leader uh, who jumped in front of a 14 foot alligator. She said, she said I knew that this alligator was going to eat somebody. I was going to eat somebody. That's what they do. And there are little girls that would be like. Just a snack, an appetizer, little tidbit, Eaten girls, and the nice scout leader lady saved them all. You think Mitt Romney would do that? I don't know. I have to uh, correct myself. I Earlier I was talking about Mittens Romney, who is, of course, the senator from Utah. And I said he was the governor of Utah, and that is obviously incorrect. He was the governor of Massachusetts, uh, and uh, not of Utah. And I apologize for that uh, that egregious error. Please, please forgive me. I um, there is a, a kind of a kind of a funny story that Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple, uh, produced a um, a corporate film, a corporate video. And they hired the actress, a great and award winning actress, Octavia Spencer, to play the role of Mother Nature. Mother Nature. And there's a boardroom meeting, and they're talking about how they're going to produce all kinds of Apple products with zero carbon footprint. And then they make a promise in this corporate video that, in fact, their goal is to have a world without CO2, a planet Earth without any CO2. Uh, and uh, this is what it sounded like.
1: Our aim is to permanently remove carbon from the
2: atmosphere. To permanently remove carbon from the atmosphere, which would, as any schoolchild knows, immediately lead to the death of all life on Earth. Not just the human species, but all mammals would die uh, and all plant life would die. There would be no trees, no grass. We would be a burned out cinder. And, um, and that's their goal. That's their goal. They're the party of science. Keep that in mind at all times. They think there are 130-some-odd genders, and they want to eliminate all carbon from the atmosphere, which would destroy the entire planet. Pay no attention to that. Now, I've been meaning to get this, and I haven't gotten to it yet, and I apologize for that. Last night, I I went to Fairfax, Virginia, where I joined the Fairfax County Republican Committee for a, a great gathering at the Fairfax Country Club. Uh, and hundreds of thousands of people, okay, hundreds of people uh, showed up, and Chris Breuer was was my host, and uh, I had a number of hosts, but Chris Breuer was my contact and my host there, and I received their Freedom Award, and it is a beautiful award. It's It really is a great award, uh, much more attractive than, you know, your Edward R. Murrow Award or something like that. Um, and it was a great evening, and i, and I got to tell you, it's very interesting to have events like this around here. There were um, a great many people from the intelligence community, from the Central Intelligence Agency, people from the FBI, uh, people from uh, former FBI and current FBI, former CIA and current CIA. Lots of great comments. Um, a, uh, an admiral, a now-retired three-star admiral who is an F-14 pilot and uh, top gun Top Gun guy, great Americans. He coined me. I don't like to use names without prior approval for things like this. Could be sensitive for a lot of people. Uh, and it was great. I talked to a bunch of CIA people. And then I went to a podium and I was speaking for a little while and telling some jokes and stuff. And um, and I asked, I said, how many people here in the intelligence community? I know I had spoken to like 10 people. And one hand went up. One And it was kind of hilarious. It was a very funny. It was a, and it was a retired... Uh, agency person, uh, tell me about his his time in Guatemala and Central America and some Nicaragua activity and and uh, things. And uh, lots of interesting conversations and lots of great people. And I want to thank everyone for showing up last night because I really had a lot of fun. It was a great event. Um, the nice bartender lady, a wonderful lady, uh, I, I we called her parents at home. She's a listener and her parents are listeners. And we called her parents, did a Zoom call. But uh, thank you to everyone, and thank you for the award as well.